0: You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast
1: Network, your team every day.
2: Hello, my name
1: is Kevin Weiss.
2: I'm Ulysses Sembrano,
1: host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked on Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked on Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. And you can email us, Locked on at gmail.com. Well, it wasn't the best of weekends for the Tampa Bay Rays as they dropped two of three on the road to the Minnesota Twins. However, they do remain in first place in the AL East by three games and I think still the best record in the American League as last I checked. Uh, With that, Ulysses, it is a Monday, which means it's time for our takeaways, observations, and what we learned. What do you got?
2: Well, before I want to get into my takeaway. Yeah, you what you said is true. It was kind of a letdown of a weekend. You go into Minnesota, you win the first game, you know, in a very nice fashion. And then you're thinking, okay, well, this is going to be a series win. And yes. Wolf Saturday's clunker. That was goodness. a clunker
1: that, that fits the definition of a clunker for oh. sure. Very quickly. Oh, it, I think at third inning, we knew it was clunker territory for
2: sure. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was, it was very easy. A uh, clunker in the third inning. Uh, and then, and then Sunday's game, I I don't put that on the pitching. I know I I saw some people on social media saying, "Oh, the pitching, dude." That I'm sorry that 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 was the hitter's fault. I mean, you have yeah, to you pick keep a side. an
1: MLB team to under five runs. Uh, yeah, I also put that on Austin Meadows. Quite frankly, in the uh, yeah. in the ninth I mean, inning, how do you just <sighs> totally whiff on that ball? And then look, it it could have been a totally different ball game if. Kepler gets to second instead of third yeah. so,
2: you, and yeah. you never know. And also Randy Rosarena, you know, kind of just like giving up on the play. I mean, he made the catch, but he kind of yeah. gave up on, on the throw, which I 199.99999% of the time. That's exactly what every other outfielder would do because it's, it, it would be incredible. But the thing is Kepler actually forgot the tag. He was halfway down the line. Yeah. He started to go to home and then he went back. So who knows, but whatever. A that's lot of things can point. happen.
1: A guy can trip. Yeah. A guy can forget yeah. to tag. I mean, there's miss a bag, whatever it may be. Like, just never assume. Also, I look, I don't want to get in a whole thing here and hijack Me your either. takeaways. Me but either. but. Austin Meadows just I'm I first baseman, first base DH. That's what he should be. He's even like he's slow to get the ball in too. Like that's the other thing. Is guys can take an extra base on him seemingly at will. And I, I don't the see arm. him making many plays at home throws from home, either from left field or right field. So having said that, yes. I let you continue all this.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. So I just want to kind of do that. It was a, a letdown of a weekend, but again, like you said, three games up 71 wins, everything is I blame
1: be you up. because you put out on anti-social media that, Hey, this is <laughs> going to be a great weekend. Looks good boys. And then Saturday and Sunday game, yeah. although Sunday, yeah. I thought that they legitimately were going to come back. That was tailor-made for raise comeback. Alas, it was not to be.
2: It was not to be. But yes, to, to get onto my takeaway, you know, the last two weeks have been kind of a Debbie Downer. I know that people. So I thought today I, my takeaway should be a positive one to get you guys going on a Monday morning. Uh, hopefully on, 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 either on your way to work or about to start w- uh, work at home. My takeaway is that we have entered yet another Zunino week and it mm. is glorious, people. Zunino has been on fire. Let's, let us I'm going to throw some numbers out here, okay? 25 home runs in 81 games. He has never done that before. He now has eight games in a row getting a hit. This is Mike Zunino we're talking about. That's four games in a row with a home run. Only seven players in franchise history have ever achieved that, by the way. And I know it's a it's a new franchise, but it's still 23, 24 years of a franchise. And he's one of those, uh, you know, now eight players or seven, whatever Um, for his season. Let's look at the slash line, a 214 batting average. You heard that right. 214 with a 302 on base and a 560 OPS, 560 slugging with an OPS of 862. Are you kidding me? Um, This season, Mike Zunino is also doing it behind the plate. He is converting 51.3% of non-swing pitches into called strikes. That that rates him number five in MLB. And to close out, if it wasn't for Salvi, who is legitimately killing the ball with the Royals, Mike Zunino would be leading all catchers in home runs and would probably be taking the silver slugger in the American League home in any other year. But unfortunately, Salvi is doing his thing in Kansas City. This is Zunino week, is Shark week. Shark week. I, I say, I said that it, it would last like fourteen days. Well, we're in the middle of it right now, folks.
1: Does he get to thirty home runs? Will he cross the thirty homer mark? That was the big issue that you had several weeks, if not months ago. Like okay, great first half of the season, All Star break, but is he really going to keep this thing up? In alas, he has thus far
2: he has, I think it was Jack Stokes. You can, I, I don't know if you remember the, the, listener who said, um, do you think he's going to get to 30? Maybe it was Quinlan vegan, maybe not Jack. I don't remember, but if I know a one person, I think it's legitimate... Jake
1: Stokes, not Jack.
2: Uh, that's, oh, okay, mistake. Jake. that's my mistake. My, we're, sorry, we're bad Mr. with Stokes. names.
1: Brasso, Franco, yeah. Chagwa. Yeah. We, we, we uh, have uh, some yeah. difficulties here.
2: <laughs> so me. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mr. Stokes, there you go. Uh, um, look, uh, I, I, th- I mean yeah he's gonna get to 30 right like there's no way he doesn't like it would be a a huge slump if he doesn't get to 30 already being at 25 but my, my whole issue was not only okay can we see it for another second half but uh, will he be healthy and he looks healthy i mean yes. it, the catching position is very very challenging uh on your knees and your obliques on everything in your hands uh mentally too i mean you when you're behind the dish on, on on a clunker i mean that must get to you like okay did i I definitely did not put down right. the right fingers you know um so i i feel like what he's doing is fantastic uh this year he has changed all of of my opinion um coming into this season because he had really not performed 2019 or 2020 but 2021 he's exactly what we all thought that he was going to be when they signed him for that 2019 season.
1: He might go down if this continues as and MLB.com did an article on this and we'd have to wait until after the season, of course, but he may go down as the most productive hitter with as low of a batting average as he has in MLB history. Like if he hovers around this Mendoza line and continues to put up the OPS and the power numbers that he is, it is It's more so than what Carlos Pena did back in the, back in the day. It's more so than what Mark McGuire did. And look, and it's it's not just what he, yeah, the defense is a huge, huge component. Like even, and I almost want to go back and apologize. Well, not apologize too much because what did Zanino bat last year? 147 and then 165 the year before. No, I
2: don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to get that uh, confused he underperformed 2019 he underperformed 2020 so the 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 things we were saying with his numbers those were factual those were factual things he has now overperformed and we are all thriving in it and we all love it okay
1: yes uh so but i will say this now 147 165 batting average that's a little ridiculous to keep rolling a guy out there but you look at what he's able to do defensively and with pitch framing i mean as one of the elite pitch framers, he basically gives or helps save the Rays 40 to 50 runs a year. Like yeah. there's a lot of teams out there, including probably the Rays. And I'm reading a great book on this called, uh, I think it's Big Data Baseball, basically how the, the Pittsburgh Pirates of all teams turned things around back in <laughs> you know, 2012, 2013 by signing Russell Martin and letting go of their, their other backstops. But you, you could have a 200 hitter but if he's the best framer in baseball, you take that over a 300 hitter, but the worst framer in baseball. So Correct. there's definitely some trade off and some evening out there. But he is legitimately, I mean, outside of Salvador Perez, is there another catcher that equates to what Zanino's doing no. right now on both ends of the plate? Like maybe you could throw out Yasmani Grandal. Grandal's another one that is hitting Mendoza line esque under the Mendoza yeah. line and still has a really, really good OPS, which just shows you how much batting average is overrated and so forth, but it's fun to watch. And and I tell you, like you look at Mike Zanino and yeah, he'll, he'll take advantage of mistakes, hanging breakers, but you know, in these four consecutive games that he's hit a home run, there was a 98 fastball up and in that he turned on and deposited. So he's (laughs) getting to, I mean, look, he's going to swing and miss a lot, but when he makes contact, he might be the most valuable hitter. Like there, when he makes contact pitchers, Infielders, beware. They they realize that, okay, they're, anytime he makes contact, it's probably
2: going to drop for a base hit, basically. I think his barrel mark. percentage is in the 99th percentile. Like, it, it, it's pretty fantastic. Now... I I will say this just the body language too at the box. Mm-hmm. It looks like he actually has a plan in 2021. He he it, he's he's not just like swinging wildly like you know Willie Adamas wildly. at the Trop. you guessing because that's yeah. re, that's honestly what what it looked like for the first two years here with the Rays that he was just swinging wildly without a plan. Now he does look. The body language looks like he's taking his pitches. You know what? It's, it's so it's such a difference uh, uh, of seeing Mike Zunino lay off uh, a pitch in the dirt where in 2019, 2020, you know, he would have swung at that. Like there is something that is happening mentally, the adjustment that he has really worked on that. And you can definitely see that. And again, we had the prop bet, the Mike Zunino prop bet, which is a yearly tradition on locked on race. Will he bat over 200? I've won that twice in a row. It looks like you might beat me this year. He's at 214. Again, a slump can happen. He doesn't play that many games. So it, it's really easy to, to go from hot to cold. But uh, 214, people, that's pretty yeah. amazing.
1: Well, also, I think the Rays have figured out an ideal formula. Whereas, okay, let's make sure we give Zanino and Mejia, in a sense, enough rest, but not too much rest where they're rusty. Like, I think yes. whatever they're doing right now, the secret sauce is working as far as, I mean, you combine Mejia and Zanino's numbers. You, you take that over. I mean, I'd take that over Salvador Perez and whoever his backup is, I would think I I haven't looked at Perez's numbers thus far, but it's, it's really great to see. And again, I've, I've talked about this before, how, you know, I, well, I guess, you know, one of Zanino's home runs in his last four games wasn't the 27, 28 clunker game, but for, a majority of the time it seems like they're in tie ball games, one run ball games, go ahead situations, like they come in big moments. And and to be able to to have a guy with you know 24, 25 home runs at the bottom of the order, like it doesn't give a pitcher much of a breather and a break. You would think no. like, Oh yeah, I can hey seven, eight, nine. Okay, this is my this is my cooling off period. But sometimes, I mean, the Rays will have Brandon Lau and Mike Zanino back to back. Like, think about how difficult that is on a pitching staff. By the way. Uh, I I I think this is so fun, so great that the Rays have so many guys that are kind of battling for the home run crown on the team. Like, is it gonna be? I know you don't want to count Nelson uh, Nelson Cruz. I I'm going to count Nelson Cruz just because. He sure. Has okay. Cruz, Zanino, Brandon Lau, maybe Austin Meadows. He can he can get a couple in a row. I, I think Lau is the the team leader with 26, but um, just goes to show you that you know this team. Has some balance and legitimate firepower, right? You know, you. I, I saw a comment the other day. Well, you know, the, can the Rays keep up with other teams offensively? I think they absolutely can. I mean, maybe not the White Sox or the Astros, but I mean, they're. I, I would think a top five, top ten offensive team that, when you incorporate Franco and Cruz, like I don't know really what else they can do to, to to be better off offensively. Quite frankly,
2: this this, this team does not have a star like the Rays did in 08, 09, 2010, 2011 with, with Longo when he was a star, this this lineup doesn't have that. Having said that, this is the deepest mm-hmm. lineup the Rays have had. I mean, that was a very big peak in those lineups with, with Longo there because he was just incredible. But now the standard has risen. And, and, and throughout the lineup, like you said, when you can put a guy who's hitting 26 home runs Uh, batting seventh, batting eighth. Uh, Back-to-back to to a catcher who is uh, not only a great defensive catcher, but he's only hitting 25 bombs with an OPS of 860. OPS of 860, people. Like, this is incredible. Like, yeah, this is the deepest lineup that Rays Nation has ever witnessed. 100%.
1: I don't know. You say the Rays don't have a a bona fide star like Evan Longoria. Maybe not to Longoria's extent, but... I mean, Nelson Cruz getting a standing ovation after homering off a Twins pitcher in a Twins ballpark. That's pretty big star yeah. material there. there. There's some budding stars, I'll say that, with I don't Brandon doubt- Lau and Austin yes. Meadows and Wander Franco. Sure. Maybe in three years, we're saying Wander Franco is, he's yes. the new Evan Longoria. He's the true Hopefully. face of the franchise, which, by the way, again, hit up. Uh, I mean, we, we talked about it. he's heating up as well. He got the home run from the left side the other day, if not for the overhang, he, he might not have gotten mad, but still it was a, a great piece of hitting on his part. So glad, so proud that you brought up Mike Zanino as a takeaway. I, I don't know if I'd ever see that in a million years. I, I definitely wouldn't have seen that in, in 2019 or 2020. And so what is it? He has to get to hundred games played for the option to be seven million dollars this upcoming I believe season so
2: i believe I, I i i i think we talked about that on the pod a a, a bit ago and i think it was something like that i think when maybe over 100 like 110 maybe like it wasn't that bad but maybe it could have been 100 i'll look it up while we will go to break okay
1: yeah but i'll just say this the, the Rays better and kevin cash better do his part and make sure that mike zanino gets that option because just what off he what he did and what he's done this year alone, like you have to, I would think, want to reward him for that and not try to be super, super cheap with all of this. I mean, again, if it was a different story and he was playing like 2019, 2020, then yeah, you try to taper back his games played. And, and so he doesn't get that, but I think there's, right. there's no excuse that he shouldn't be able to get to a hundred games a season. If he's able to stay healthy, Uh stat hero is the first ever Daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You are in control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be one on one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free. And right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, L O C K E D O N. Again, stathero.com slash locked on. Okay, Ulysses, before I get to my takeaways, did you figure out the Zanino contract
2: situation? I did, I did. It, it's not dependent on what he does in 2021, actually. It's what he does during the 2022 season. So it starts at a base of $4 million. It's a It's a club option for 2022. Okay. The option will escalate to $5 million if he plays in 2022 with 80 games. If he plays... Uh, 90 games, then it rises to $6 million for 2022. And if he plays 100 games or more, then he, it rises to $7 million. Mm. But it's depending on 22, 2022 playing time. Understood. Well, if he Basically, keeps up stay what he's doing,
1: yes, yes, stay healthy and keep performing like you are, then there's no reason that he won't be able to do that. Uh, okay, getting to my big takeaway here. Uh, Ulysses, did you hear about the uh, Tony Kornheiser diarrhea in the mouth issue when he was on part of the interruption recently. That's
2: actually such a great way of saying what happened. It, it just, yes, I did. Yes. Yeah. He's a blowhard. He's a blowhard. Oh, and for people yes.
1: out there that did not hear this thing, I've got the I've got the audio that I'm going to play and uh, will react to it as such. And that's why you probably heard a little background music. I was trying to make sure I got the, the timer stamped off. So there's, if there's like a loud buzzing in the background over the course of this episode, you know why, but here, I think we've got it situated. So here is what uh, happened uh, and what Tony Kornheiser had to say about the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays have now won six in a row over the Red Sox and nine of 11 overall. Meanwhile, the Red Sox have lost
0: 11 of 14. So Tony, what to you is more interesting here, the rise of the Rays or the fall of the Sox. So let me be honest the Tampa Bay Rays are not interesting, nor are they charismatic in any way. Oh, come on! Now, it's admirable what they've done. They put together a really good team on really not much money at all. So it's sort of like if you're at an outlet and you find a nice off-the-rack suit and you buy it and you like it. But if then somebody says to you, but I can get you Zania suit or I can get you Canali suit, you're, you're probably going to want to do that. Other than Kevin Cash yanking Blake Snell in the World Series, I don't see a lot of intrigue there. Whereas with Boston, Boston is a more interesting team because Boston is a national brand. Boston, like the Dodgers, like the Yankees, like the Astros recently, people have very strong feelings whether they live near Boston or they don't. And Boston is a team that represents to me wealth, and power and privilege, so when they start losing, people are happy. And we know Boston. We see them. They play the Yankees 50 times a month on All this network. Everybody knows them. We know their history, we know their triumphs, we know their heartaches. You know, and, and, and that's why the Boston thing to me is a bigger deal. I've got this one statistic that is cool. On July 26th, they were 62 and 39. Now they're 65 and 50 which stinks. That's the three and 11 you were talking about. But what do we really know about Tampa Bay other than Tom Brady? And they used to have Burn steakhouse. Maybe they still
1: do. I don't know. That's the best he could come up with, you know, is a Burn steakhouse and Tom Brady. You don't want to mention the fact that the Tampa Bay lightning have won back to back Stanley cups. You don't want to mention uh, beaches or Cuban sand uh, sandwiches or Ybor city or cigars or Gasparilla or Bush Gardens, you, you go with uh, Burns Steakhouse and Tom Brady. That's it. Like, man,
2: I I I, Look, I, I just can't with this guy. I'm sorry. Th- that's why if you are a baseball fan, you have been turned off from ESPN since yes. the early 2000s, and that's mm-hmm. why MLB Network became a thing because there was just no space for baseball on ESPN. If you're getting your information from ESPN about baseball. Uh, you're getting it yeah. wrong people. No, I'm sorry. You're getting it wrong. Uh, it, it's th- the fact is that uh, so many people that are on that network that talk about baseball, baseball, isn't their first sport. And, you know, it kind of alludes to my, my, my question on Twitter the other day is what, what is your favorite sport? Which I was surprised that uh, to see so many people saying baseball is their number one. I, yeah. I love seeing that. Uh, but in on ESPN, that's not the case. They're more football. They're more basketball. So when they have a sixty-second spot to talk about baseball, oh my god, the Tampa Bay Rays! I better say something. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, whatever comes out, you know, it's 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 yes. ignorance, and and unfortunately, that's what it boils down to: ignorance. And and sh- and when you have a microphone uh, in front of you, and you have a camera, and you have bright lights, ignorance shouldn't be the first thing that people yes. think of uh, about you. At least they didn't make like an attendance joke or something like that. At least they
1: held off on that Tropicana field. Yeah, it was and how boring is it? You're, you're totally right, by the way. they're they're basketball and football. They're a basketball and football network. They've basically all but ignored hockey and baseball, seemingly anyway. And like to suggest that the fact that they've been able to do what they what they do on such a low payroll, is I think very interesting and charismatic. In (laughs) fact, somebody should, if somebody isn't already authoring a Moneyball-like book, somebody should be coming up with why are the Tampa Bay Rays so successful with what they do and why is every other team in baseball trying to copy them and trying to hire their front office people? What's really uncharismatic and boring and uninteresting is the same teams over and over just throwing money at free agents, and then winning that way. Seeing the Yankees and the Red Sox 50 times on your network is not interesting whatsoever at all. But a team that uh, has lost its top three starters, has had record-level number of injuries, and still uh, is... The, the best team in the American league and very well might go to the world series. Again, I think that's pretty darn interesting and pretty darn cool from, from my vantage point anyway.
2: And, and again, he says, well, we have the Yankees and Red Sox games 50 times every month. You're right. Yes, you do. Guess what? Yeah. That's why you know them so well. You don't know them another way. You don't you don't just go to you know read the, the Herald or the Globe and and just feed into Red Sox you know stuff because if 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 you're not a Red Sox media, but if it's in the national stage and the Red Sox are always on it, yeah, you're going to know the Red Sox, Tony. So how about you do a little bit more work on your network yeah. and try to highlight markets like Milwaukee? Milwaukee's yes. an interesting team. Yes. So what you're going to say they're uncharismatic because you never see them on your network. How about you put them on your network and then show how they're charismatic. Show how the Tampa Bay Rays are a charismatic team. My God. Like you've got yeah. Brett Phillips on this team. It, it's just wonderful. Like you've got a lot of charisma on this team. He clearly it's, hasn't watched any baseball no. this year. And, the, and in like, the last 10 years, he hasn't seen anything. And the Blake yeah. Snell thing, my God, that just tells me, you know, nothing of the sport. You know nothing of the sport, and you are earning way too much money to be this ignorant.
1: Yeah. Uh, openers, bullpen usage, platoons, all the thing, the ship, everything that the Rays have invented and other teams have stolen, that's not, that doesn't, <sighs> but, oh, uh, four, four-and-a-half-hour games between the Yankees and the Red Sox where it's just, all right, let's hit homers to win this thing. Like, that that's what's cool to you, the, the fact. And what's even more interesting and charismatic about all this is that the Blue Jays have made a legitimate push. The Yankees have acquired uh, players, big name players in trades, and yet they're still behind the Rays. They still can't figure yeah. out or find a way to catch up. They they can throw hundreds of millions of dollars at guys, and the Rays are still hey. Let's see you guys later. That, that's what's going on. So, yeah, man, and and honestly, that is the first time in I I got to say probably since high school, a long long time since I've like actually listened to a PTI clip. I I rarely and. and there's multiple things that bother me about ESPN but just the the talking head format has really gotten to a point where let's just say something outrageous let's just talk out of our butt let's do yeah. the skip baylist let's do the uh whatever the guy uh, it's a, a rotating cast of of weirdos uh, as far as i want to put it but uh at least at the very least pablo torres who was his his cohort and all that was like oh come on you can't say yeah. that when he when cornheiser brought up the point about the race but i just wanted to mention that and uh bring that up um you know there should be uh you know i maybe what happened was Kornheiser was feeling a little peckish and he didn't quite have enough protein maybe didn't have enough uh energy and his his brain and his ma- mouth weren't really quite on the same page so maybe a built bar would have helped him i don't know
2: you'd hope so you know if, if i were in the same room as tony i would have just chucked a <laughs> double chocolate built yeah. bar at his head a frozen say, hey, one yeah exactly put yeah. It in the fridge then throw it at his face and hey, hey buddy you need something healthy and you need something delicious. You need something that has 17 to 18 grams of protein, Tony. Uh, the calories, hey, don't worry about it. Don't Don't worry about your waistline. The calories are ranging from 130 to 180. Oh, you don't know what flavor to get. Well, guess what, Tony? You can get mix, a mixed flavor box. You can put coconut, ch- cherry barcia, mint brownie, double chocolate, strawberry, orange, cookies, and cream. Something to make you feel a little bit less peckish. They've got amazing flavors. All tasty. All tasty all healthy you can order today at built.com using promo code locked 15 l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 and you will get 15 percent off your order use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com and if you see tony well just you can always chuck one at his head
1: yeah that's a that that should be the rule uh, new rule from now from now on Uh, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track it all at bet online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. As this is your chance to get into the game as teams prepare for their runs to the playoffs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LockedOn. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Use that at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, Ulysses. Uh, so the Rays, of course, did lose a series to the Minnesota twins, but they are back at home and they get the gift that keeps on giving the Baltimore Orioles. This is your chance to to take three of four, get a clean sweep here because the Orioles keep Orioling around, uh, as they got swept by the Red Sox over the weekend, losing by a score of eight to one, 16 to two and six to two. Uh, and, What's funny is uh, in some of our discussions over the past week, I did do a clunker count of the Orioles. Do you want to take a gander as to how many clunkers more or less they've had this season? And I did uh, amend the document or amend my counting to include losses uh, of seven runs or more here. Okay. The rubric,
2: you had updated the rubric of clunkers. You know, we're going to actually start to offer clunker classes, people that are going to be online. Um, uh, yeah. So, okay. Let's see if I thought that the race had had a, a lot and I said like 15 last week and I was completely wrong. I think they had seven. You said, oh, man, 30. Is that, is that too much? Okay. Okay. Uh, no, let's, let's step as back. of
1: right now, as of right now,
2: as of right now, I'm going to go 25. They've had,
1: okay. They've had 17, 17. Now man, they've had they a overshoot. lot of games where they've lost by five or six runs, but I didn't include So that's, that's, I'm being very conservative with that. Uh, I mean, really all it does is speak to the fact that the Orioles are really, really, really bad. Uh, 38 and 78 right now. You know, what's funny is their offense really isn't like God awful. It's the pitching staff, the pitching staff that is, I mean, just about worst in baseball in every category
2: you can imagine. Yeah, I'm and, and, and you're going to see one of those the the, the cast of characters tonight go in tonight it, it, the dark knight which honestly it's it, it, this is so that's this is like if batman had retired and like started drinking beer and like no longer like fought crime this yeah. is what matt harvey is now it, Look, look 6'11" record 103 in innings pitch a 6'10" array with a whip of 1.56 He's just not the same guy. He really isn't, and yeah. I know he is going through his best stretch of the season um, in in his last uh, seven outings, he going three and two with a three thirty one ERA. So that's that's commendable with a one twenty two WHIP. He won't walk guys, so the Rays don't have that avenue. But he won't strike out guys either, which tells you he will be in the zone, and and so you might not get the the. The Yandy Diaz, you know, walk and then the, the the blast, you might have some hit blast issue. So th- that, that should be fun. Now, the curveball uh, and the four seam fastball, that's what you got to go for. That's what you got to go for. It, it, those are hitters are slugging at those two pitches over 550. So you get a curveball swing, you get a four seamer swing away. I mean, this is where you're going to ha- have to do some damage against Matt Harvey.
1: Yeah, you read uh, Matt Harvey's line for the season that sounds eerily similar to a player on the Rays by the name of Michael Waka. We won't get into that yeah. whole thing, although we do have an email here that kind of jokes about that. But look, if you don't get to Matt Harvey, at least get to the bullpen. Like if you're all just chase him out of the game at 90, 100 pitches right. through five innings. And once you get to that bullpen, it's it's swinging season for the Rays. And then the rest of the week, the, the Orioles have John Bean, Spencer Watkins, Jorge Lopez uh, going out there. Um, do you want to get to, like I mentioned, a couple of emails here before we uh, wrap up? Or, yeah, Darren Hybert sent us two emails, but we'll read them both here. Uh, one, this first one, he says uh, Waka is the title of the headline. Could the Bowling Green hot rods use Michael Walker or would he not be good enough to make their rotation mm. every week, every week there seems to be a Waka issue at least the last yeah. three weeks where he's given up what, you know, six earned runs, five earned runs, seven earned runs and uh, got hit around quite a bit, uh, against the twins. Again, fastball, middle of the plate cutter, wherever the cutter is located, it gets hit hard and often. Um, and Ulysses, I think we had this discussion on green room. He's still going to be rolled out there until Chris Archer comes back, until I see a scenario where Yarbrough comes off the IL and then maybe they use more of Drew Rasmussen. Maybe that's an option to taper Michael Waka back uh, and or use those guys in tandem or use an opener and then Waka for bulk. Uh, but Waka still, I think, gonna be on this team through august right i mean that seems uh, gonna
2: that's gonna have to be the thing yeah i think walker goes through august and i know people are upset and mm-hmm. I, but let me tell you something if you're upset about walker imagine how he feels you know yeah he feels pretty horrible about it because he he's a competitor I mean, these guys just have that in their dna and, and they hate not being successful and and a guy who has seen his peak i mean this guy was an nlcs you know, MVP a long time ago. But again, that's an accolade that nobody can take away from him. He, yeah, he must feel, you know, pretty bad about it. So hopefully he gets to turn around, but it just doesn't seem like it's going to. It's an innings issue. And again, if you are a race fan, you're listening to this and you're like, well, you listen, you're completely wrong. You have you can't just take the L every five days. Then I'll tell you this. If Shane Boss is not available because five outings in AAA does not make an MLB pitcher and Chris Archer is not ready to come back, who are you putting in for Waka? You can't just tell me, Waka off the team. Mm -hmm. Let's be better than that. Let's be better than that. Tell me who you are going to replace Waka with. Is it Phoenix Sanders? Is it Dietrich Enns from AAA? Is it Brent Honeywell? Well, Brent Honeywell has only pitched five innings once this season, people. Yeah. Once and it happened uh, ten days ago, so I, again, you we have to be better than just saying Waka out. I can't stand Waka. Well, mm-hmm. you you can't. Who are you going? Are you going to pitch people? I mean, who who is he <laughs> going to be like? What are we throwing out here? Uh, you, you, we can't just say Waka out without any responsibility on, on saying who we want to substitute him with. I also wonder, and I'd have to look this up: is how often has
1: Waka worked with Mahia? instead of mike zanino i wonder if that would help him working with zanino instead of mejia i think for the last two at least he's been working with mejia not to slight at mejia but there's a little bit more confidence and comfortability when you have zanino behind the plate but just to your point it's one of those things where everybody has their opinion but they don't have any solutions with politics with sports education whatever it may be people are quick to complain Quick to make a statement, quick to make a hot take, but what are you actually going to do about it? How how do they resolve this? You call it Phoenix Sanders. You you don't think he's going to struggle. You call it Dietrich Inns. You don't think he's going to struggle. You call it Brent Honeywell. How long are you going to let him last? You want to overuse the bullpen and, and get more injuries? Like Again, I think that maybe this will be solved naturally just by when Yarbrough gets back and then you can kind of mix and match uh, Drew Rasmussen and and Michael Walker from there. So we'll see what happens. I mean, at the end of the day, it's so funny because Michael Walker, like we've heard about him for so long. I would have thought he'd be like 35, 36 years old. He's only 29, yeah. which is He started early. So, Isn't that crazy? yeah. yeah. And he's had, I mean, he's been in the big leagues for nine seasons. And I would say, you know, 90, 95% of the pitchers out there would love to have the career he's had and the longevity he's had. So anyway, we'll we'll move off of that for now. Uh, Also, Darren says, uh, by the way, I got to see Jaden Murray pitch last night in Pensacola. 23rd round pick in 2019. He went at least five innings, gave up two hits, one solo shot that ended up floating in Pensacola Bay. Looked pretty sharp. Wonder if we'll start hearing about him soon. Also got to see a friend of the show, Blake Hunt, taken at bat. Unfortunately, he logged one of the Biscuits' 17 strikeouts of the night. Two former friends of the show, Jaden Murray and Blake Hunt. How about that? Seeing them moving quickly up
2: to double A. That's fantastic. That's, that's such uh, great news to hear. We, we, we said it last week that, that uh, Blake Hunt had been promoted. Uh, look, it's been a, such a great year for the race farm too. I, I believe at a point I maybe it was as, as, as recent as maybe two weeks, um, all of their teams won her in first place. <laughs> that's pretty, that's, that's yeah. pretty incredible. Uh, so yeah, hopefully the, the successes keep coming on for Jaden Murray and, and Blake Hunt and other friends of the show and other farm hands as well because yes. if, if you have a strong farm system that means that that's going to do upstream rather well to to the major league team for sure but uh to darren's point yeah everybody needs to put on their their big boy pants put the belt on when waka sits is on the mound and and you know maybe have a adult beverage in hand or or something that calms yeah. you down and just enjoy the ball game it's okay
1: None of this is interesting or charismatic, uh, apparently,
2: allegedly. Uh, You know, you've got a bunch of rookies in your starting rotation. You've got got the number one prospect in baseball, the number one prospect in damn baseball. And you call it. That's just that's just ignorance. Again, ignorance.
1: You you throw out Fleming on the road. You throw out walk every fifth day. And yet the race still continue to have the best (laughs) record. In the American League. But no, there's nothing worth mentioning about that at all. So, uh, yeah. okay. Uh, that wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episodes of the Locked on Bets and Locked on MLB podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you tomorrow.